This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor. And I'm Alina, your other co-host. And I'm Mary, your grandma guest co-host. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. And welcome to episode nine, season two of the Fearless Beauties podcast. I'm Taylor and I have my beautiful co-host with me, Alina and Mary. Hello, hello. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about clean beauty. So let's go ahead and get on into it. Well, I'm just going to dig in and say this clean beauty thing became more important to me in doing some of the work that I was doing with or have been doing and that our school has been doing with SkinCeuticals and made me and they wanted me to do a unit on clean beauty, eco-friendly spas, kind of sustainable. And it made me realize how much waste there is Mm -hmm. in packaging and that kind of thing, as well as what kind of chemicals, chemicals and unhealthy production practices are being done in the beauty industry to, to make mm. us look good while we ruin the planet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, while I was doing my research, I saw an Instagram post that said 120 billion units of packaging are created by the beauty industry every year. I read that too, Taylor. Yeah. Billion? That is just insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Billion. And the beauty industry is like number one for packaging and like unsafe practices with packaging and things like that. I also read that since 1950, only 9% of the world's plastic waste has been recycled. 9% since 1950. What? That's scary. Well, you know, when I went over the holidays when um, I was gone to Mexico, I mean, they don't have recycling there. (laughs) They don't have recycling. You know, we're lucky in the Pacific Northwest where everybody's, you know, goodness sakes, we have to have uh, everything recycled and sorted and that kind of thing. But you go to other countries or even other states, they don't have anything like that. Mm. I'm not sure how we're going to get that green message out there to create a huge global impact. I mean, when you you know, we talk about carbon, our carbon footprint and greenhouse gases and how our planet only has so much time. We're in limited time. Yeah. But other countries or states aren't as invested in making those changes. And we are definitely in a climate emergency. You know, um, I think that the traditional like reuse, reduce, recycle, mm-hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not cutting it anymore. Right. There's got to be some things that we can do to cut back. And I have to admit, like, I am one of those people, like, I watch the news and and it shows, like, our climate is just, like, going down and I don't think much of it. Yeah, I just don't give much thought into our climate, or at least I didn't until I started doing this research. Because I didn't really give much thought into how much of an impact I'm making. Like, do I recycle as much as I need to? No, I do not. Do I look into brands that I use that have like a good eco, their mission is to 
reduce waste and things. No, I do not. I don't do all of that stuff. So doing this research for this episode really helps me realize that taking an extra step to help our climate, it's not a waste of time or energy. It's absolutely necessary because like Alina said, the whole reduce, reuse, recycle thing, it's just like, it's almost like a cliche. It's like, oh, we're just going to say it because Mm -hmm. it's nice to say, but no one's actually doing anything. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think um, definitions of clean and all natural and organic in the beauty industry, it's those terms aren't defined or regulated. A brand could slap it on that it's organic, but you take a a deeper look into the ingredients and it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) that's not organic. Yep. Right. Or they might have one ingredient in their formulation that's organic, but the rest of it is not. But they can still put the label on there and say that they're organic. Right. Yeah. And it's also, they make their, um, their packaging look organic, if you know what I mean, like... Mm. Oh yeah, with the you know white clear packaging with like the green writing or the green whatever, mm-hmm. and the the packaging makes it look like ooh I need to put this on my skin because it just looks like it's organic and whatever. Slap an avocado Healthier. on the pack, right? Slap an avocado <laughs> yeah. on the packaging and you're good to go. Right. I feel like that's part of the problem is like it's not just about having cardboard packaging and recyclable jars. Sustainability is considering the entire life cycle of this product, you know, like how it leaves the warehouse and the way the bottle is discarded. I mean, there's, there's this whole life cycle of this one product and it's not just, just the packaging, you know? Well, and where do they get the ingredients from? Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. And where are they, where is it grown? Well, this is going to go off topic, Brittany, and make you nuts. But this, (laughs) (laughs) I was reading an article yesterday about a man. um, He's a he's a billionaire. He's an investment person who just buys companies. He's very invested in the environment, so he buys companies and buys enough shares in a company to then put pressure on them to change their either their production or way that they manage the company to become greener and more eco-friendly and creating more sustainable practices. Mm, And no, I know. And that he has basically, of course, there are people that are deeply, deeply committed and are willing to make those changes and change to buying products from whatever company he happens to own. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's currently has bought some stock in McDonald's trying to get them because, I mean, if you think about, I know beauty has a lot of waste, but fast food, the fast food industry has a lot of waste as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And packaging issues. So I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting, Mary. Um, aside from packaging, the whole waterless beauty trend, I mean, we're not really in a water crisis quite yet, but we're getting close to it. I feel like I didn't know when I was doing research, I didn't even think about how much water is in shampoo, body Mm -hmm. wash, serums. I mean, a typical bottle of shampoo can contain as much as 90% water. And the reason why they Water-based products require high amounts of synthetic preservatives since water breeds bacteria. So chances are, if water is the first ingredient, there's going to be a lot of preservatives following after Mm. that because, yeah, just 
Wow. That is a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. Like to even think that we could have like a water crisis. It's it's honestly scary. Well, states like California, right? There's droughts and people are, farmers are losing, you know, out on their crops. And I think that we don't see it here in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm not sure about Florida, but I know that other states have really struggled and farmers have really struggled with lack of rain which causes increases in pricing and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, and I see an article here just to piggyback off what Alina said. Like it says just because a product is formulated without H2O doesn't mean it's sustainable. So oil cleansers are waterless, but if the ingredients used aren't grown sustainably, it can have a higher footprint than a regular foaming cleanser that has water added. So they say it's just best to research the brand you're interested in its ingredients, how they obtain those ingredients, where they're sourced from, like Mary said, and what kind of preservatives and packaging they're using. Like clean beauty is very complex. It's not, you know, vegan, cruelty free. It's not it's very more. black and white. It is. It's, yeah, there's a lot of gray area. Exactly. And I know when I think of clean beauty, the three words that pop up are vegan and cruelty free, but it's not just vegan and cruelty free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much deeper than that. Well, I just, I, I like Alina's comment about, you know, there's a lack of education and and possibly even a lack of availability mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for things on eco-friendly or sustainability. You know, I think it all also comes down to economics yeah, and affordability. Definitely. I agree. I'm not sure if this is on the podcast, but... What we were really discussing was Mary lives in the PNW, Pacific Northwest, and composting is very, very popular. And I live here in Florida, and I have never heard of composting. (laughs) I've never seen anyone compost in all the years I've lived here in Florida. And then Alina said that sometimes with people of color, we're not educated on that. So that's how we got to... Mm -hmm the affordability in socioeconomic neighborhoods, like different socioeconomic neighborhoods. And um, I think Mm -hmm. it's very true. Like I have never heard of it. If I ask my mom, I don't think she's ever composted. And Hmm. when I just, I just think that shows how much growth, how much room for growth we still have on this talking about it more. And I was even like, you know what, I'm going to go follow a couple people on Instagram just so that, you know, this kind of stuff is like on my feed and yeah. it's top of mind for me. And so, I don't know, I recommend finding some people that resonate with you that are doing some cool, sustainable things and give them a follow, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a great suggestion. So I was, you know, reading some of the research here where the makers of Nivea, Beersdorfer, mm-hmm. they are going mm-hmm. to have renewable packaging and a pledge to go completely carbon neutral by 2030. That's such a short period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible to me that if they're able to accomplish that goal. But then think about if other manufacturers or other skincare brands feel that push, feel that pressure and make those same commitments. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more important now more than ever to to stop supporting companies that aren't making an effort to be sustainable. I don't know. It feels like maybe one might say sustainable beauty could be a form of like protest against companies that try to profit kind of like at all costs with no consideration of mm-hmm. 
future generations. Um, and so being intentional about the companies and research that you're doing about the things that you're buying. Yeah. And it's also the, the cruelty free aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Are they testing on animals? Like that's a no, no. There's a lot of big brands out there that still do that. Cruelty free or not. It's scary that sulfates and parabens and nitrates, those are the most like popular ones. Those can cause serious hazards to human beings, such as hypersensitivity, allergies, asthma, neuro neurological damage, and cancer. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean... It's not, not to be taken lightly. Yeah, we say it all the time, like the skin is the largest organ of our body. So what we put mm -hmm. on it affects not only our physical health, but also our mental health as well. So absolutely. You just have to continue to do your research. And I feel like that's kind of like a trend that we talk about here on the podcast. Do your research, set these companies at a higher standard, like hold them accountable, hold yourself accountable and change your buying habits. Mm -hmm. Right. There's also this app that you can download. It's called Think Dirty. <gasps> I have that app. Do you? Yeah. So you I've can type this. in yeah. Type in your product and it will it will pop up with um potentially toxic or carcinogenic um ingredients in your personal care products. So yeah. think oh. think dirty. I use it wow. for cleaning products, but I never thought to use it for my skincare products. So all of the cleaning products in my house are very, very, very healthy. And like you could breathe it in and you just, you know, it's fine. So Think Dirty mm -hmm. is the, I'm so glad you brought that up, Alina, because it's a really, really great app. I've been using it for years. Oh, well, I love it. I learned something new. <laughs> well, and another thing that I did, because this year I just, some changes that I wanted to personally make, I can tell you that my husband and I, he's the recycle freak. And I just put, if it mm -hmm. has a triangle on it, I put it in our recycle bin, mm -hmm. but not everything that has the triangle on it is recyclable. So mm -hmm. about once a month, he comes and says, we have to have a little talk now about the recycling <laughs> because you put this in here, but it's not really recycling. One of my goals is like, I'm going to pay attention to what's recyclable. I'm going to pay attention to packaging when I'm buying things, but also I talk to my 401k person, investor person, and said, I want to make sure that when you're taking my funds and investing my funds, I want them to go to companies that have those kinds of sustainable practices that I want to personally embrace in my own life. So I don't mm -hmm. want to invest in companies that aren't going to be earth-friendly responsible to the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's intentional. That's intentional. That's awesome, Mary. Well, I, I'm trying to walk the talk. No, I know what you mean. I'm trying to figure it out for you, but I, I <laughs> I'm going to follow it through. And if I say that I care about the planet, I care about the future of my grandkids and having them have a wonderful place to live which means they aren't going to have to worry about climate change. They're going to have clean water. They're going to have access to beauty and to nature, but we're destroying all that. I have to be intentional about those kinds of things. So I'm trying to do my tiny little part. Yeah. 
I love that. I think we all need to do that. And I just have a, a question, like, why do you think clean beauty is not a trend, but why do you think it's so important now? I think it has risen. The importance of it has risen because of the pandemic, mm. in my opinion. I think a lot of stuff has changed because of the pandemic. People are more aware of what they're putting into their bodies and what's around them. And I don't know, it's just the whole global warming. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but I also read that uh, scientists predict that by a year 2100, sea levels will rise by more than three feet and up to a fifth of everything living in the world's ocean will die. Hmm. What? That just freaked me That's, out. <laughs> I mean, it's so much bigger than just the beauty industry. I mean, this is yeah. the world that we live in. And, and Mary, like you were saying, it's about the generations after us. And is the world even going to be livable? Right. You know, at that point. Yeah. Is it going to be some kind of science fiction kind of a way that we have to survive? Right. right. Uh, I do think Taylor's right. People, people got to, uh, during the pandemic, they spent a lot of time alone, a lot of time isolated, a lot of time in their head and just started thinking about more things. Yeah. And also not to get all sad, but there's a lot of people who have passed away in the last two years alone, just from COVID. And I think, People are starting to realize that life is so valuable and we need to do what we need to do while we're here to better our lives and potentially like have us live longer, whether that's working out, eating healthier, what we put in our bodies, what we put on our bodies, using like cleaner deodorant and wearing clothes or shoes that are made from recycled products. Like people are starting mm -hmm. to put more emphasis on sustainability and I think it's awesome but I also think it's just because it's better for their mental health and it's going to make them feel better mm -hmm. so I like that well and I think understanding how much your skin is able to absorb right mm -hmm. your skin is a big absorption tool mm -hmm. and so things that are on your skin then how many things that we put on our skin become systemic and get absorbed oh, yeah. into uh, was doing some research yesterday with the new nanotechnology. So nanotechnology making these micronized particles of skincare, like there's micronized zinc and titanium. That's a big part of the sunscreen, but they're micronizing other skincare products, serums, all this micronized stuff. And there's some concern that it's going to get intracellularly mm. get it not just stay in our skin but become absorbed through our bloodstream because the particles mm. are so small that it can get absorbed into our bloodstream and travel to parts of our body where maybe these things aren't going to be a good thing oh mm. yeah that that makes a lot of sense wow and so that kind of freaked me out a little yeah, bit yeah there's a lot of stuff freaking me out in this episode i'm like yeah i think i now that you mentioned blood, bloodstream, Mary, I think I read an article that said 60% of what you apply to your skin makes its way into your bloodstream. 60%. Mm. So that's crazy. So choosing safe products is an important decision, you know, for your health. Well, right. And Taylor, I think um, when you think about products, it's like, okay, are you putting hairspray, dry shampoo? I mean... When you put things into perspective, we put a lot of product onto our body. Mm -hmm. It's not just our skincare and just our makeup. It's like everything. Very true. Yeah. Well, Even clothing. 
Look at Johnson and Johnson. I've been kind of tracking the Johnson and Johnson lawsuit with the baby powder. Yeah, definitely. And all of the uh, what arsenic, all the things that are it's more than just talc in that mm-hmm. baby powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there was a thing years ago, the Bath and Body Works uh, soaps, like body washes and stuff were causing some type of cancer. And women, oh, I forgot what type of cancer it was, but uh, as soon as I, I read that, I stopped using them. Mm. And and just like even like the douches, right? Aren't those mm-hmm. bad for you? Like those little things, you know, that's horrible. And mm. I, I'm thinking about all this, the stuff that I use on a daily basis, not even for, not only for my skin, but for my body. Like it makes me want to start looking at the ingredients. But then it's like, what ingredients do you look for? to make sure that it's healthy, like truly clean. Yeah. Right. I don't know that. So I have to do my research. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But like I use Dove to wash my body, but is it clean? Like, I don't know. Well, this thing dirty app is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like going, it is. Oh my gosh. I am going to, we're going to, um, <laughs> I'm adding this. I'm sorry, but we're adding this to the school. It's going to be part of the curriculum of having students get this app and then having students mm-hmm. go home and check their own right cabinets. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I need to just start doing that. I had ran across Mary, you were talking about like hard to recycle things that yeah. kind of build up at your house. Researching for this episode, I found this website called TerraCycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, T-E-R-R-A Cycle. Um, it was founded in 2001 by, at the time, a college student. He was a student at Princeton University, Tom Zaski or Zasky, something like that. Anyway, he's grown to be the global leader in collecting and repurposing hard to recycle waste. I don't know. Check it out. It's pretty cool because now they've got like bins all over the world yeah. and stuff. And it's just cool because you can't recycle everything. And so anyway, TerraCycle's a, a site you Ooh. can send in your stuff. Yeah. And they okay. give money to charity. So that's awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. And I know that there's like some there's some beauty brands that do mail back options. So like Pacifica, for instance, is a brand. Um that you mail back, I don't know, I think it's maybe like 10 empty containers and they give you rewards points that you can then purchase more product. So just getting that cycle, that recycling mindset going and also saving you some money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons I actually got rid of my Keurig coffee thing is because Mm. those plastic coffee pods. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I switched... Sorry to the other one that has little metal ones, but the little metal things are, in fact, they send me when I get my order of coffee pods, I get a little, I get a prepaid packaged mailer and I just put my metal pods into this envelope. And when it's full, I mail it back to the company and supposedly they recycle it and make more pods. Yeah. So I do that hmm. with my ink. They send me, um, packaging to send all of my ink cartridges back and then they reuse them or whatever they do with them and I just make sure to package it up and mail it back to them and I think that's pretty good you know one small step it helps yeah I think just those things so well with skincare recyclable packaging or like refillable like more so for makeup I guess like shade refills 
um, where you just kind of have the container and then they just mm-hmm. send you new, you know, little things, oh. lipstick or, you know, powder, little round. I think Rihanna Fenty Beauty is doing that too. I went to Sephora the other day and the lipstick now comes in like these recyclable plastic little things. And then you have to purchase the actual holder for the lipstick separately. So mm-hmm. I guess what Rihanna decided was you can recycle once your lipstick is done, you can recycle that plastic cartridge and then buy another one and then just put it in the lipstick holder thing. Like oh, I mm-hmm. like that. So it's mm-hmm. more money, but it, I, it's helping. It's helping the environment. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Well, too. I think that can be a, a that can be kind of a red flag when you mention money, more money. I think that um, like a red flag for me, if something is like really cheap, but it is claiming that they're clean and stuff. I don't know. To me, that's a red flag because mm, I agree. Cause I know I think how it, much has to go into it. <laughs> right. It costs money to be green. And so exactly yeah. just like it costs yeah. money to eat healthy fruits and vegetables yes, are right. just organic lettuce is like two dollars more than the regular lettuce and it's absolutely ridiculous. I hate that. We pay for it now or we pay for it later, right? You pay for it now for your healthy choices or you pay for it later for making poor decisions right. and having, you know, those uh, medical health bills. bills. Those medical, medical bills, bills right? are a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same for sustainable, sustainable beauty. It's like pay for it now or we're going to pay for it later environmentally. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that one. I like yeah. that. And Alina is always given homework. So <laughs> I mean, last podcast, I forgot what it was, but today it's Think Dirty. To look up your name. Oh, yeah. It was to look to up, look your, up name. your name. Um, this one yeah. is download Think Dirty and just go mm-hmm. around your house and look at just scan the products and see if they're clean or not. And if they're not, you know, switch them out and follow a couple sustainable people on Instagram <laughs> doing cool things. Yeah. No, Definitely. I'm going to do that for sure. There's a lot of people doing doing good stuff, but and it's not noticed, which sucks. No, never. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast will inspire some people. Yes. So and like when it comes to uh, entrepreneurs in the beauty industry, what do you two think? It's how do you start like a sustainable company? Like all of your products that you use are healthy and sustainable mm-hmm. and recycled. Like you know how estheticians they start their own practice and they they work with companies where they supply their uh their products like mm-hmm. at spectrum you guys have skinceuticals like where do they start oh if they were going to bring in a skincare line yeah like, to sell well i think they would have to really talk to those manufacturers too i mean i think it could be something that they can promote for their business is that you know we're an eco friendly trying our best to be green right kind of spa got it mm-hmm. but yeah. and i think oh i will say another change that we made or that i made was switching the kind of sponges that we use here mm. we go through a lot of sponges another educator brought up that the sponges that we were using that she would prefer it if we switched to just cellulose sponges that are well, they can be composted, but they're they're going to disintegrate. They're going to, so they're not going to like fill up the landfill full of 
Got kind it. of like how disposable diapers are mm-hmm. loading up the landfills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Isn't um, Glow by Bee, isn't her her line all natural and cruelty free? Yes. One of the educators at the school, she started her own skincare line that's locally made and all natural and cruelty free. So I think if you can't find a a company that is doing what you want, you can create one. Mm-hmm. Fill in the gap. Exactly. I love that. So I think we've pretty much hit the nail on all of the topics that uh, we wanted to discuss. Is there anything else that you guys want to beat into the brains of our listeners? <laughs> well i think just having that you know top of your mind awareness is going to make a difference and so hopefully listening to this is going to get people to want to just take some small steps that if everybody took small steps it would make a big difference i agree absolutely yeah well thank you so much for listening to episode nine thank you so much Let's go ahead and plug in our socials as we always do. I'm Taylor at Taylor Budgets. I'm at True Skin Lab on Instagram. And I'm at Your SD Godmother. Yeah, you can follow us at Fearless Beauties on Instagram and Facebook at Fearless Beauties. Uh, We have the Fearless Beauty certification, Fearless Beauty second edition of our book, the workbook. We have a ton of great things for inclusivity and diversity yeah yes got a giveaway coming up yeah a that's, giveaway. What, that's what i was that. gonna say oh yes so we're almost at ten thousand podcast downloads or subscriptions so at our ten thousand mark we're going to be doing a giveaway so stay tuned for that just uh follow us on fearless beauties and you'll be the first to see it awesome okay well thank you so much for listening we'll see you all next time <laughs>